From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Thank you for joining us again today here at the broadcast. We have begun a new series yesterday looking at the words that define our salvation, the words that describe our salvation. We began yesterday with the word uh, salvation itself. And following the law of the first mention, we went to the Bible and found the first place that the word saved is used and and mentioned. And we're using that as our our foundation for all the other terms that begin to describe all the things that happen to us once we're saved. And again, that word salvation simply means to rescue. It means to salvage. It means to deliver. And for the first time it's mentioned is in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13, where Moses told the children of Israel, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then in verse 30, after we watched the God that parted the the waters of the Red Sea made dry ground for Israel to cross uh, all through the night. And in the morning watch, the army of Pharaoh uh, came in and their chariots fell apart and the waters fell upon them and drowned them. Thus the Lord saved Israel. He delivered them. He rescued them. uh, uh, He salvaged them. You know, salvation is a very simple term. You know, the shortest prayer of the Bible, again, I said, when you get saved, there's so many things that happen that we're unaware of, but salvation is so simple. You know, the most, uh, the shortest prayer in the Bible was Peter when he, uh, in the in the middle of the storm, and he saw Jesus walking in the water, and he said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee. And he got out of the boat, and, and it, the Bible says that when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, three words. Lord, save me. Do you know it's not a script? When you get saved, it's not because you said certain words. You know, be, Peter always said it was, Lord, save me. And, and it is salvation and simplicity. The Lord saved him. He delivered him. If you knew you were lost, you knew that you had sinned against God, and, and you knew that Jesus Christ could, had died to save you, you, you call upon the name of the Lord, just like Peter did. And you can be saved. Now, I, I don't, I'm not a proponent of what people call easy believism. One, two, three, pray, pray after me. No man can come to me except the Father sent me first, draw him. But I believe that salvation is easy, and I believe that it's easy to believe. There has to be that conviction, that awareness of sin, that sincere repentance, a godly sorrow, uh, that uh, we we cannot. We understand that we cannot cease from sin. I'm not talking about you have to stop sinning to get saved. That's not repentance. But there's a brokenness realizing that we cannot uh, cease from sin without Jesus saving us and delivering us. And there, there's something inside that says, I don't want to live this way anymore. I'm not looking for a free plane ticket to heaven because I don't want to die and go to hell. But there is a godly sorrow, brokenness over sin, a change of heart and mind that that, that says, I I don't want to live this way anymore because it's killing me. And I'm going to die eternally separated from God. Now look, salvation as we know it is is not physical as we know it as a believer, but spiritual. Now I've given you some physical examples of salvation, but salvation for us, when we speak of it, it is the spiritual. 
eternal deliverance from the guilt and the penalty of sin. That has a starting point. It's a new birth. For, for me, it was December the 28th, 1997. I was 22 years old. But, there, but there's more than that starting point. Since that time, God has been teaching me not, not just how to be delivered from the practice of sin. Okay? I don't have to, how shall we that are dead to sin continue any longer therein? I was delivered from the penalty of sin the moment I got saved. But since that time, over these last 25 years, I have been learning how to be delivered from the practice of sin. Now, ultimately, there's coming a day that when I'm saved and this mortality puts on immortality and this corruption puts on incorruption, I will be delivered from the possibility of sin. You know, once I've been given this flesh, the the flesh can do no right. But once I've been, uh, but I've been saved, my soul and my spirit have been reclaimed, salvaged, and they're given a glorified body, it won't even be possible for me to be sin, for me to sin. We'll never sin against once we leave this world. I'll, I'll tell you, that's something to look forward to. And I don't, I'm not just talking about, uh, I don't want to live in this world anymore because it's a tough place to live in. I'm talking about what a wonderful thing to know that one day I'll never again offend the holiness of God. And, and as the word salvation, as viewed by God, is, is a completed world word. Because see, God inhabits eternity. He, he always has been, he, he always is first in the present. He has always been and he always will be. And so when God, as God inhabits eternity, something that you and I cannot understand, he looks at our salvation. Right now, I look at the present. I, I was saved 25 years ago almost, uh, over 25 years ago. In fact, I just, just passed that. Uh, I was saved 25 years ago. And, and, but today, I, 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 was de- I was delivered then uh, from the penalty of sin right now. I am, my salvation is working to be delivered from the possibility of sin, uh, that, that I could go today without, without sin, uh, uh, giving place to the flesh and sinning today. But there's coming a day that I will be delivered from the possibility of sin. But God looks at us, and you know the word Jehovah. I love the word Jehovah in the Bible because it is a compound word that, define, that describes God, the J, Ja which means the God which is, ho, the God which was, uh, the God which shall be. That is the cry of the angels, the, the seraphims, the burning, flaming angels with six wings, whose feet are covered, lest they dare touch the pavement in the presence of the throne of God that exalts them about his throne. And Isaiah and John both heard him cry, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which is, which was, and which is to come. You find that throughout the book of Revelation, again, Isaiah chapter 6. And so that's how God sees our, our salvation. Even though you and I say it today, God sees it as a completed transaction. It's been settled from the foundation of the world. It is progressive for you and me because we only inhabit the present. At the, but for God, it is complete. By the way, that encourages me too because sometimes today, you know what, this day is early in the day, but, I, but I'm likely... By the time this day is done, 
I want to live in the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit. I want to be filled with the Spirit that indwells me. He indwells me to give me victory over sin, over the possibility of not sinning today. And he fills me with power for service. And if I'm occupied with power for service, I probably will not give myself to the possibility of sin. But you know what? The likelihood is that today, at some point, I'm going to say something I shouldn't have said. I'm going to do something I shouldn't have done. I'm going to have some thought I I shouldn't have had. I'm, I'm going to have a bad attitude or something. But I'm glad that with God, it is a settled transaction, a completed word. I, I hope you know that when you got saved at that starting point, what I'm trying to show you today is that salvation has a starting point, and that's so often what we focus on. And right now, we we still we have the possibility to not— and look, we have the possibility. It is possible for me to get through this day without sinning. And today's all I have. I'm not going to think about tomorrow. I'm not going to—I can't take, do anything about the past. It's yesterday. I can confess my sins— If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I I understand as a child of God, I'm not going to lose my salvation. We'll deal with that eternal security as as we go along. Uh, But um, once you're a child, you're a child. Uh, But uh, the relationship is where we have broken fellowship. And if I confess my sins, God will restore that relationship. But isn't it wonderful? To know that your salvation, though it's progressive for us, it's completed for God. Where that starting point began, wherever it is for you, wherever it was for me, we are today delivered from the possibility of sin. It is possible to go today without sinning. And and I'm talking about the permanent eradication of the flesh. That doesn't come until the flesh is put off. But that one day, the flesh will be put off, and we will have a a, a body fashioned like unto is, and we will be delivered from the possibility of of ever sinning again. What a wonderful what a wonderful definition of salvation. Not just what it was, not just what it is, but what it shall be and what it is in the economy of God as a completed transaction. No longer a in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poorhouse to the Palace. From the Poorhouse to the Palace.